From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeling. All right, welcome again to the Calvary Life Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Today we have with us Melissa Broche. Oh, hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. We are very happy. I am very happy to have you. Um, so this is your, I can't believe that you haven't been on the Calvary podcast I before. Know. And I'm I sort of, so wordy. I know I have to apologize for this because I feel like you would, you would have a lot to share and I believe that you have great <laughs> things to share. Um, so like, I mean, I think everybody that sort of knows Calvary knows you, but uh, what is your role here at Calvary now? First, I forgive you. <laughs> yes. Take me a minute. But, oh, I know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm I, my role at Calvary currently is yes. I am the pastor of disability ministries. Yes. But I've been at Calvary for a really long time. Yeah, how 18 long? 18 years. 18 years. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Okay, so let's get into like a little bit of then your Calvary origin story yeah. and how you got to this place. So how did you come to Calvary? <laughs> so fun. Okay, so I originally I had started out in youth ministry as an intern at oh, a yeah. church. Where? Whereabouts? Yeah, this church called Ocean Hills Community Church in San Juan Capistrano. Sounds like a great church. It was. It was. A, it's a great church. Was like it's been yes, changed it into like really five different churches. Anymore, yeah. But um, yeah, I worked with this guy named Eric. Oh. He was just this goober, very wise. mature. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, I worked with you, and yes. I was in your intern at yes. Ocean Hills doing junior high ministry, and loved it. And when. I was, you left yes. and abandoned I did abandon you. Me and came to Calvary, yep. told me what a great church it was. And then we kind of talked about a potential internship with high That's school right. ministry. So I became the high school girls ministry intern with Matt Doan, and Tim Nellis, yes. Victor Estrada, Ryan Shook. We had this huge team. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean... I think it was only about a year. I had been here like a year. And yeah, I'm just you had like, been here. We got to get Melissa up here, you know? Appreciate it. Yes. It worked out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it did work out. It's, it's been a while. 18 years later, because yeah. yeah, I've been here 19. So yeah. uh, that's amazing. And so, like, what were there any other kind of, like, what other kind of connections early on did we have? Would you want to, like, share anything about some of that? Oh, you mean you and me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many. Oh, gosh. This is so fun. Eric, first of all, I remember being in junior high. Yes. And I remember Eric for a couple different reasons. One, he would lead worship at my school <laughs> on Wednesdays at chapel because yes. I went to a Christian school. And so I could always hear him, like, yeah, like rocking out, and it was really funny. Um, I mean, you're I don't great. know if people like anymore. Like, no, I even play guitar. It's like that's true. Or, he does. Folks. I mean, I barely he plays play guitar. guitar anymore. Yeah, yep. and um, so I remember that. But then also there was that stint where you dated my sister, and <laughs> <laughs> the, when I was like 13 years old. It's true. It's true. It's oh, true. It didn't really work out. No, no. Um, I liked your family though. I liked hanging out with your family. My family is pretty rad. I love them too. <laughs> But you know, sometimes it's not a fit. No, but I sent you on I'm your way happy. as the little sister yeah, with we're... my blessing, and uh, <laughs> you both found the loves of your I'm life. Like so that's sweating good. right now. <laughs> it's so funny, but yes, yeah. But yes. that so I had known you, and then work, but working with you at Ocean yeah. Hills when I was nineteen. Do you know years who old? recommended you to be the intern for me? Was it my mom? No. <laughs> no, it was Jim Burns, like youth oh. ministry guru, the guy that wrote the book. 
you know, like the youth builder, which is like a textbook on youth ministry. That's he, humbling. He sp- he's spoken here a couple times. People might know who he is. I mean, he has this whole amazing like radio ministry and stuff like yeah, that. Jim's and the so best Jim Burns is amazing. And he yeah. was like, you should hire Melissa Bro. She, or it was Melissa Sands at the yeah. time. Yeah. You should hire Melissa Sands. She's a, a kid magnet, he said. Kid because magnet. like people were just naturally just attracted to you. And which I think is true. Like still to this wow. day, like you have this like magnetism about you that people just want to be around you and stuff. So. Thank you, buddy. That makes me feel yes. uncomfortable, but I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> well, Thank <I'm> sure. you. <laughs> well, good. Good job. All right. So then you came here and you're working in youth ministry. Working in youth ministry. I worked with Matt for a year in high school and then I graduated from Azusa Pacific University like that year and got married and started working with Josh Simpson full time in junior high ministry, which yep. before it was even middle school ministry. Right, that's and right. so Josh and I worked for four years together. That was such fun years doing junior high. Yep. And then I, at that point, moved back up to high school as the high school associate pastor for one year. And then I became the high school pastor that's for... Right the next four. That's right. That was pretty sort of groundbreaking time. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. It was very, very, um, I was so honored to be able to do that job and yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, and you were awesome at it, so that's why you did it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was great. It was fun. Uh, okay, so then now you're in this, just kind of bring us into yeah. the current a little bit. So now you're in this area of being the pastor of disability ministry. Yeah. So just let's talk. I mean, that's a, obviously kind of a, a super big shift, like yeah. from youth ministry to that. And like, so why? Like, tell us a little bit of the story of like what what drew you there? What's some of like the, the whole way you kind of got into that point? Yeah, I would say... Um, even in in high school ministry, when I was the high school pastor, I definitely had a heart um, for it. For some of our students would have disabilities, or we had a few students in our group that had autism, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and I I just definitely pulled on my heart. Mm-hmm. I remember I'd had um, a mom come to me and say, "Hey, my daughter, she's on the autism spectrum. She mm-hmm. wants to be a part of the group, but this is going to be really hard. I just want you to know." And I think mm-hmm. as like this bright eyed first year as the high school pastor, like, well, yeah. We're gonna make it happen and yeah. let's do this. And um Sometimes it takes that naivete though. Oh totally. Like, I was like, let's yeah. go. And I'm like, it can't be that hard. What is hard about just, you know, loving people? Yeah. Um, and it was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard for her. It was really hard for the group and and they ended up leaving. Mm. Um and that really wrecked me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And so it definitely created this space inside of me that said, mm. Well, I got room to grow here. Um so Thankfully, we had started to make some shifts and make some movements, um, and I was doing the best that I could, and that girl and her family actually came back, which was very cool. Mm -hmm. And we had started a life group for kids with special needs, and it was like we would meet in life groups on Sundays, and then so we felt like, oh, this will be maybe a more appropriate group that maybe goes more at their pace or um, maybe is a better fit. So they would that worked, and we'd had like six kids in that group, and I thought, sweet. And some really great, great leaders that really oh my cared gosh. for Amazing love for those. leaders. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Jesse Brown yeah. and Aaron Hemphill now. And exactly. It's just like so, so great. Yeah. So um, it was it was an interesting time because I thought I had sort of like, oh, yeah. You figured years. this out. So yeah. I got this so easy. We'll just make a group. <laughs> make a group for, for the people with the disabilities and then you're good. Yeah. And then um, Sort of towards my end of my time as the high school pastor, I was getting kind of tired. So I started having kids. It's like, oh my gosh, this is really hard to do with mm-hmm. little children. And I, I felt that way too when yeah. my kids were little. Like, yes, it was it's a like lot. Time. Yeah. Um, Hume is super fun oh, gosh. when you're not bringing your two children. So yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, my daughter, Ava, when she was about two, um, we noticed she wasn't talking and like, what's mm-hmm. going on? Is there a speech delay? What's happening? And um, these two things were kind of happening simultaneously. The the high school ministry, the, the amazing leaders in that ministry, um, like I remember Lisa McCune and these mm-hmm. people that were like, Hey, why don't you just integrate everybody? Yeah, like that seems silly that we have this. At least we give someone with some like actual yes, knowledge. Yes, yeah, she's a physical therapist <laughs> in the Orange School Unified School District, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and she's the one that was helping me alongside with me helping Ava. Yes, um, and uh, she, it was like, why don't you just integrate everybody? I'm like, oh, I feel hesitant, and I don't know if that's a good fit, and because the reality of the situation was, I wanted a, a spot where those students felt like they fit, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel I was afraid I was afraid that they wouldn't fit and that the neurotypical students in the group wouldn't be comfortable with them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um or would be disruptive or that like well what if somebody wants to talk about like that party that they went to that weekend and did horrible things that they're only going to tell their small group leader and life group about at church but there's someone maybe acting different that would shut them down and they wouldn't share. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I think that's really where I was coming from. Yep. But then all of a sudden I, I find out that my, my daughter Ava at two gets diagnosed with autism and mm. I'm like, Whoa, it, it floored me. It completely, um, yeah. un- started to unravel everything about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. but I remember sitting there having these simultaneous conversations with, um, doctors and friends about Ava and what my hope for her is for the future and having conversations about high school ministry and what my hope for these students are. Hmm. And I realized, oh my gosh, if somebody tells me that my daughter yeah. is going to wreck the conversation yeah. in a room of six girls when she's in high school, I think I will... I don't know what I'll do, yeah, yeah, but it I won't be pretty. Out. And yeah, it just, exactly. it like undid me completely. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wait a minute. And we were having a conversation with Doug Brown. He was just like, maybe we're just not thinking highly enough of our entire group. And I was hmm. like, I think that's just got to be the answer. Like maybe we should just think more highly of, of ourselves and what we're capable of in terms of creating spaces of belonging. Mm-hmm. So um, we abolished that what I thought was so cool that that life group for students with special needs and we integrated everybody in their own groups and you know what the craziest thing is is that high school ministry did not crumble <laughs> it would, <laughs> yeah it, it those groups thrived and those students learned so many things and that yeah. that thought of what I felt like maybe was a liability I think seeing it through the lens of my daughter made me see it as a gift yeah and yeah. I had to come to terms with my own hypocrisy about that because that's that's a really it's kind of a gross like space to come to where you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I've just been right. discriminating against an entire group of people because yeah. of my perception of what they're capable of. Right, and now I'm here because I have my daughter. Yeah, like, and now yeah. I'm here. It's like, oh my gosh. So it was definitely there. Were, there was a lot of shame there for me and a lot of like. How did you process through that? Because that's yeah, like well, that's people feel that about this kind of stuff or or this stuff or other issues where that you just don't have an experience with, you know, right. or different. Different people. People are all different, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> and, totally. Everybody. And, and you yes. could probably apply this. I always think, look back on all of my life and think, oh, goodness gracious. What was I like when I was this age? And then I was like right. sort of embarrassed about my entire life. Yes. So maybe by the time I'm like 90, I'll be like, well, it's official. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we won't ever have it. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, 
I definitely grieved a lot. I grieved so hard, hmm. even just for my daughter. And then I think I processed it by making change. And I'd heard mm-hmm. this quote that is a little cheesy, but I love it. But it's thinking about my daughter. It was like, I I wouldn't change you for the world, so I'll just change the world for you. Nice. And that like That's good. It was just like that seems like the only solution here yeah. because you're awesome the yeah. way that you are and I want people to get to experience your greatness. Yeah. And so then it was like, now we got to just do things different. So I think the way that yeah. I um sort of coped with it aside from just grieving and just soaking in the grace of God, like yeah. God is good. He's not mad at me because I was I didn't get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, so, because how do you this is like, okay, this is probably like super like sensitive and I just, yeah. you know, but like you sort of like everybody's sort of probably inside. You want your kid to be sort of quote unquote typical because you probably want to protect them from things totally. or you want them to feel like they fit into the world or whatever yeah. that is. Right. Yeah. And so, but there's a sense where like intellectually you can be like, okay, I know that's sort of like wrong and I want to like be open and have this, like I'm going to change the world for you. But right. like. I don't know. I'm just trying to like have like that sense of so everybody has to kind of go from some sort of process yes into having like a a better sort of state of mind or whatever this, yeah. or heart or this whole experience shaping us hopefully right but, yeah right well um, yeah and it's interesting because so I have two things to say about that okay. one is that I think that that's when the gospel actually came alive more for me hmm, okay. was through the lens of of disability I don't know just my my whole faith started to make sense and when we talk about God loving us um, and not and, and like the church and Christianity being a place of belonging for people yeah. that made way more sense in terms of just like come as you actually are. Yeah. Um, and I think we have a lot of room to grow in that area, like, yeah. but that's ultimately the idea. Yes. Um, and so that was super formative for me spiritually. But then um, I came across this fantastic way of thinking about disability and it's it's the five attitudes disability attitudes in in the church okay um and i think this ministry called elam ministries wrote it but it starts with like sort of the base level um which is just complete ignorance like are there people with disabilities what is this even a thing which i can identify places of myself i remember Mm -hmm. um some capernaum leaders sitting us down when josh and i were in junior high ministry saying like hey there's capernaum is a is a young life um a part of young life for teenagers with disabilities and it's awesome ministry. And I remember being like, what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know that was like a need. I just never thought about it. So it's like ignorance. Yes. Um, But then you go a step above ignorance to pity where Uh you think, oh, poor them. That's such a bummer that maybe you don't look right or act right or talk right or that life's hard for you. And that would, that would just stink so bad. If Mm -hmm, that was me, mm -hmm. I would, I don't even know what I would do. (laughs) And so it kind of stops there. It just sort of like, Ooh, which I think probably we've all felt at one point or another, you know? Yep. And then it moves another, um, phase to caring. It's like, Oh, Look, I see that. I can actually see it. I'm not ignorant to it. I see that people have disabilities, and I actually tugs at my heartstrings. Yeah. And somebody should do something about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like somebody. Maybe yeah. not me. <laughs> I don't. I care, but I, I don't really have the skills or the training right. or anything like that. So, but I'm totally for it. Go, yep. you know. And I get a lot of the support from people in the care camp for our bridge ministries that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's awesome. It's a step. It's a step in the right direction. But the next step. Um, which feels almost like the final step, but it's not, is friendship, where it's like, okay, not only do I care, but I'm actually going to invite you into my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you be my friend and, like, for reals, be my friend. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to hang out. You're going to be invited to things yep. that 
you invite to my kids' birthday parties. You are um, someone I talk to on a regular basis, not just because I have to or because you're a part of ministry, but because you're my friend. Right, right. Um, and so that level, which is awesome, and I see that. I see that happening more and more, and I think it's definitely takes a lot more a lot more um, listening and moving slowly right, in order right, to learn right. just how to Especially, be I mean, open to that. Teenagers aren't, like, the best with, like— anybody oh yeah want, you know totally yeah <laughs> at times yeah at <laughs> some teenagers times, but yeah some yeah teenagers, yeah yes. exactly so then but the cool thing is that the last level is is that you move from ignorance to pity to care to friendship. um friendship and then to being co-laborers okay. and it's like we're not like we're on the same like i don't need to help you i don't like, need to help you like yeah. you're helping me like I, not only do, do you not necessarily need me to help you I can't do this without you. Yeah. And maybe it's not even, maybe actually it's wrong because we do need, they do need me to help them, but I need them to help me. Yes. Because totally. we all need help. Right. There's this like this <laughs> right. mutuality. Yeah. And there's yeah, this, this yeah. quote about com- compassion that says compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But it's a relationship between equals. And I love that quote hmm. because that's – I think that oftentimes we think about compassion. We think about, yeah. oh, I have my heart is breaking or bursting for someone. And it's yeah. not like me swooping down into yeah. the space to help someone. It's just saying like, hey, like we're here. Let's yeah. do this together. And so – This is like nerdy, but I – sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But I just like – I've been like studying the word compassion a little oh, bit really? recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we're thinking of using it as a theme for Christmas. Yeah. And like so in Latin, it actually means – because passion, like passion of the Christ, yeah. is like suffering. Yeah. So compassion is, is together. So suffering together. So it's yeah. being able to be in the same place together and in the same suffering. And oh. so that's, isn't that Boom. cool? I know. Yeah. I was like, so I was just like, <laughs> so I just learned that like last week. I got yes. excited. <laughs> okay, keep going. Though. No, Sorry. yeah. Um, and so I think that once I realized that, as we, like that piece was just like, whoa, we're all on a trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I think I could look at myself and be like, oh, I see when I was ignorant. I see when I just had pity. I see when I was at care. And sometimes I vacillate between care and friendship and co-laborer, sure. and, you know, and I think it's that process. But it's important for us to sort of do a little self-examination of like when I come in contact with people with disabilities or hmm. people that are different than me, how do I how do I feel? Mm-hmm. What's going on inside mm-hmm. of me? What's like my emotional temperature? How do mm-hmm. I respond? Do I try to get out of there as quickly as possible? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I think when it comes to, so at that point, I'm sorry, relating this back to your original yes. question. I don't even remember it. No, which was, I know, sorry, wordy. Um, no, it's good. But the original question was just sort of how did, did you get out of high school ministry and into oh, yeah. bridge ministry? And it's like, I think that that's what, what sort of birthed out of that time was mm-hmm. we need sort of a specific ministry that has language to articulate what's going on here yep. and um, can help people move through this and serve and get more proximity, mm-hmm. you know, because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we just, you just don't know if, if, if you don't know somebody with a disability, you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do, you yep. know? Yep. Um, so we started bridge ministry. So bridge ministry is our official disability ministry at Calvary church. Yes. But it's important to note that, Disability ministry has been happening at Calvary for yeah, years. That's like, right. there's not, um, that's been happening for, I mean, Ben and Nona Stripe for 20 years had a, a group called Humble Praise, and Debbie Rowley herself would find buddies for kids mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. anyone even knew she was doing it. And right. um, Regina cool. Gary, it was just like all these people. Yep. And there's some, like, there's certain disabilities where it's like, 
people are in like have certain needs in a wheelchair of some sort or if like certain like and so there's certain levels of care that like have to Definitely. come alongside with that right Definitely. Um, and so like like I know even like humble praise is like adults with more maybe more severe disabilities or is that not, not is that always, not the no, way to say it? Okay. And we don't have that class anymore. Now we have a right. bridge adults class. That's true. Yeah, That's which true. is totally actually open to anyone with or without a disability, but the pace of learning and reading our Bibles is slower. Good. It's slower that takes into account some intellectual disabilities. Okay. So, but we all read the Bible together every week and yeah, it's awesome. pray for each other and it's cool. So this might be even a good spot to ask this question like, I think people are very uncomfortable with language, yeah. like or just don't know, and 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 all sorts of issues in the world where you're like, what's what's the word that I shouldn't say? Maybe right. first of all, can I learn that? I mean, we're not going to yeah. say some of those words probably now, yeah. but like, and then what are the what are the better words? But totally. as we learn that, and like, you know, like for us as for me as a guy in my mid forties, it's like the world we grew up in was cruel. Right. Oh my gosh. So yeah. like my childhood was cruel totally. to people. And so like, how do you sort of filter, you know, yeah. trying to like, you, you don't want to live in that world, but sometimes that stuff's just like in your brain. Yeah. But like what, like what would be some good ways to understand language? Yeah. Language is, a, it is totally a tricky one and it shuts people down and makes them everybody uncomfortable. So I can right. explain a little bit that will help us understand how we talk about it. Because I think sometimes people, we use the right word special needs a lot. And I think that that feels kinder. I think I, this is uh -huh. how I always thought about it. Oh, uh -huh. it feels kinder. And like, if you say disabled, then you're like telling someone they're bad or they're wrong. And actually that's really, neither of those are true. Uh -huh. the, the phrase special needs really comes from special education in the United States of America. Uh, so okay. we sort of understand special ed, special needs. It's a lot more, um, children oriented okay. and so oftentimes and I say often I don't want to be like absolute about it because everybody is really different yeah. in the way that they talk about it but um, people uh, adults like to use the word disabled or having a disability there's, okay. there's also another way to talk about it which I like some people don't feel the need for it so again keep in mind it's always different but using per person first language yeah people with that people kind of with thing. the disability mm -hmm. or um, you know that my friend with Down syndrome or my daughter with autism. Yeah. Although even nowadays people are really rethinking that too, where it's just like, well, no, it's a part of who I am. I am autistic, oh, you know, like, and that's, I'm yeah. proud of that piece of myself. And, or I, even people using the phrase, I've been labeled with a disability because maybe my autism wouldn't be that big of a deal if everybody was just a little bit more comfortable with some of my tics or some of my right. stimming or some of those things. And so some of it is a, is a little bit of tricky. You get into the philosophy of how we look at the world and is, is the world, um, is the world just a certain way? And so now we just all try to fit into that way. Yes. And so yes. it's like a social construct kind of a situation. Yes. Um, yes. but I would say if I could make a, a blanket statement that people could disagree with me on and, and I <laughs> sure. would be fine with, you know, but like, if you're talking about kids, use special needs. If you're talking about adults, use a person with a disability. Okay. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with person-first language. I think that's always honoring to the person. Yeah. Um, and if somebody wants to correct you from there, it's like, fine, I'm just trying to be, you know, absolutely. like I'm trying to honor your person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably another thing is like, I don't know, like try in your kindest way to speak. To, like, But again, too, like you probably also don't need to often have to even – Use language sometimes. Just talk to people, yeah. or you know. Yeah, and I think too, even in remembering this, the child, the, the child adult thing is um, tricky because sometimes, because an adult might have an intellectual disability, they shouldn't ever be treated like a child. 
Yes. You know, it's yes. not like they're they're not a kid just because they they have intellectual disabilities and maybe they're like maybe they're young at heart and the way that they express themselves mm-hmm. feels so um, some reckless abandon and that's so mm-hmm, fun and life-giving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're also not a child they're not which a is, child yeah. which is why in our adults life group we don't if we play a game we play games that adults like to play yeah. and we read our Bibles together and yeah. um, you know so I feel like that's really important to honor right. someone's age and stage oh, that's good. of life that's really good yeah and you've told me sometimes like hey sometimes just be clear and direct but don't yeah. need to talk down yeah you know? like totally hey, yeah. yeah and I think clarity in, in terms of the best kind of disability disability ministry ultimately is one that doesn't exist at all. Yes. Okay, um, good, good. Like I think that I, I have a friend who's told me, he's like, oh yeah, sometimes smaller churches, like they would destroy their disability ministry if they created a disability ministry. Hmm. Because now you've taken people doing life together as they should, people being friends, people being co-laborers in the gospel, and right. you've pulled them out, set them off to the side and said, okay, well, this is your place. Yeah. And I think that Calvary is a unique church. And there are lots of churches that are in a similar boat where there's a lot of people and a lot of people are not even aware of what's going on. And so a disability ministry seeks to provide awareness and resources and um, just even when people come and visit and they can know where to go and and who to talk to and stuff like that. And so... I, that part I think is important for Calvary specifically to have and many churches to have. Um, and gosh, even out of, I guess I should tell you about the disability ministry conference. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So out of this, (laughs) our bridge ministry, we've been doing that for the last, oh my gosh, five years. Okay. And, um, but out of that, we got connected with some people that hosted a conference for young life. Actually, it was like a very small conference. Like the first one was like, 30 people or yep. something like that. And just helping giving training. Helping yeah. give training. How do yeah. you interact with people yeah. with disabilities? How do you honor their age and stage of life? How do yes. you, you know, whatever. And so um, a, a member of our church, Regina Garriott, had gone and she's like, Melissa, you got to have these people come and come to our church. And I'm like, I got keys. Let's do this. Come to our church. <laughs> yeah. um, and so they came and we hosted it here. And Calvary has been a huge, huge part of helping our Disability Ministry Conference got off the ground. And the first year we did it here, I mean, it went from like 70 people at the original conference to like 150. And then Mm -hmm. the next year it was like 250. And the next year it was like 300. And we had 350. We had like over 400 people at our last conference. And we were expecting maybe 500 or more at this last one. And then COVID. Right. Yeah. Um, But it's been so cool to see the church as a result of bridge ministry and even this conference being hosted and so many of our our church leaders have gone and attended and been like oh wow this is so cool mm, <laughs> and like had their eyes cool. open and their hearts open yeah. um that's been a huge part of our bridge ministry growing and more people serving and and even had like some of our staff people that like like you said like it's not just people who are to go to this, it's anybody, not just yeah. people who are, let's say, serving in specifically bridge ministry or have a child with disabilities or something like that. It's yeah. like so that we can have a world that doesn't need it. Right. Like, yeah. so we're yeah. all just have equipped with the tools that we might need so that we don't right. mess it up. <laughs> exactly. And so because I've had so many people say to me, like, I don't know if I could do what you do because I just get so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I just think, well, 
well, then let's talk. I'll give you 400 reasons why you don't have to be uncomfortable. And here's, yeah. some, here's some ways to just make conversation. Or when conversations get awkward, here's how you just sort of sit with that and mm-hmm. be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Or if someone's, someone's not entirely aware of the social situation, here's how you can just tell them what you're thinking. You, and it's not rude. It's not mm-hmm. rude to be, hey, I would really actually like it if you would stop doing that. That, that makes me right. uncomfortable. Right, right, and then right, right. oftentimes people will say, oh, Thank you. Yes. That's love, you know? And so I think some of those things you realize if everybody just was more comfortable with that stuff and, and just sort of took the time to understand each other a little bit more then yeah, we wouldn't, Yeah, it would be so easy. Exactly. I try to like, sometimes here, like on the podcast, I'll try to like personalize some of these things for me because there's, and sometimes it's like, it isn't isn't me at my best. Yeah. (laughs) But like. With this, there's a couple awesome um, young men who uh, are would be part of Bridge Ministry that like love to sit in the front with me at church. Yeah, and I think sometimes like I, it's like so awesome and beautiful, and yeah. it's like so cool. Like arm around me, and we're just, you know, it's like this great thing. And like I love that it's like. I'm here with them and this mm-hmm. is beautiful and we're singing and it's even a cool picture to the church. And I've yeah. seen even some funny things of like Dave, like a few, this is like four or five years yeah. ago and just like super like, like you think, is he uncomfortable? But he's just like amazing, you know, at yeah. the same time yeah. and just this beautiful like image of love. Right. Yeah. And, but then sometimes I'm like, Hey, I got to like go on stage now <laughs> right. and you know what I mean? It's time. Yeah. And this is like actually a moment that you need to not like, we nobody should be disturbing this moment. This is like yeah. actually a really like sensitive moment. And totally. so like you've actually taught me just to that's that whole clear direct thing. Yeah. And, but just kind, clear, direct. And yeah. it's like, okay. But like sometimes I am uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> just being honest about that. No, but I, like, absolutely. And I think it's so important that you are honest about it because that's where all that's where you get the good stuff because you can say, Okay, yeah. this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And there are parts of it that says, Okay, maybe part of it's because you and I, you're in. Part of it's because I've got like 1,500 people or 1,200 people behind people, me. Right. There's 1,500 people behind me. Do the right me, thing. And I'm trying to also even like, I mean, in church, we like things seamless. You know, yeah, we don't yeah, want these. No, totally. Yeah. You know, in church, we're in order to take away distractions so that we can enter into a space of learning and yes. growing, we had tried to eliminate all distractions. All distractions. But yes. I think disability ministry definitely right. rub, bumps in the face of that and I think right. checks us in a really good way yeah. that says, you know what, maybe we don't have to be all that polished all the time. Right. But also, sometimes you have to just say what's going on. And I call it, I made this up. I don't know. Maybe I'll publish it someday. So copyright me, but I call it counterintuitive communication. Okay. And it's this idea (laughs) of, you know, if you're in like a a situation where everyone is picking up on social cues at a high level, you know, people can give just a look or a, Mm -hmm. okay, deep breath and a nod. And (laughs) They oh okay you're done talking to me now yeah <laughs> like, yeah or, yeah yeah I'm supposed to be quiet now or right, whatever it's a yeah. quiet moment yeah. or you know whatever and yeah. some people can't pick up on those social yes. cues and if they can't it feels very counterintuitive almost mean to be yes. like hey I don't want to talk right now yeah I yeah. want to worship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I I want to I don't want to hug or or high five I just want to sit and I'm going to focus in my mind on what God is doing in my heart yeah and. That feels like, oh, gosh, I have to be so direct. But I think it's it's loving because it's appreciated. And the cool thing about counter leaning into counterintuitive communication is with kindness and directness, then you your like internal anxiety just goes down. 
Yeah. And when your internal anxiety goes down, you can connect better with yeah, it. Yeah. And I think sense. that that's what oftentimes we don't know what to say or do. So it's like, anxiety's high, anxiety's high, and I'm just going to bolt. <laughs> and now we don't have right. a relationship. You know yes. what I mean? I just want to get out of the situation. Yes. But if we can lean into it a little bit more, hmm. and it's not perfect and it's messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one thing I love about disability ministry is mm-hmm. that it is just messy. Like yeah. there's not a formula, and yes. there's, you meet like, there's a quote that if you've met one, person with autism you've met one person with autism like nobody's autism is the same and um or you know i think you could probably say that about any disability because every human being is the same but Mm -hmm. it's messy and you have to learn and Mm -hmm. try but i think that moving towards and moving in and being honest about how you feel will get us so much farther yeah that's good yeah that's really good now there's this other like sort of i'm not trying to just like take this over about myself but like this other thing i'm kind of curious about because i just think some of this stuff might just help people kind of translate, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, so like one of my daughters has ADHD. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like wherever that fits on all yeah. this kind of stuff. But like, it was really hard when she was little. I mean, it was like massive explosions of kind of like rage and right. no, uh, impulse control whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost like chaos in our home and like wanting to, just cry and it gives us the rest of our life and like, yeah. you know, those sorts oh, of moments. Totally. And that's like, that's that, that's with ADHD. Yeah. And you know, so like, yeah, we've had some great like work and with like th- different, like kind of like different types of therapists yeah. as well as medication. And it's been a good, really, really great thing. But also the way we like chose to talk about it in our home mm-hmm. was we talked about it as this, uh, we talked about it as her superpower. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if this is like a thing exactly or something. what we do. Keep okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Because we're just like, you know, this actually, it, it actually gives her this incredible at times like specialized focus as well as like um, kind of just like this different sort of energy and um, drive and enthusiasm and whatever. But, and if it's like channeled appropriately, it's really good. Like you can be a superhero for like evil, you know, you can use your superpowers for like evil, like the bad guys or like, or for good. And so it's just like, Hey, use this like, you know, for good. And so see this as something that is a superpower in your life that other people actually don't get to have. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think in our home, um, we are very proud of, of Ava's autism. It is a superpower. We talk about how it's a superpower all all the time. And, you know, (laughs) Ava can remember everybody's name and she's very sensitive to even other people's emotions, which I think there's often a stigma that, that kids with autism aren't tuned into what's going around going on i think they're hyper tuned in Mm. and it's a little bit like circuit breaker shutting down sometimes but um and so she's she's um phenomenal and so she has all these gifts that we talk about and then we also talk about the challenges that comes with every you know every everything that has a super superpower also has a challenge absolutely but also i think talking about it um i don't ever want there to be shame around that i want it to be only i mean I'm an extrovert and I have, I'm wordy and that's a gift when you're right. on a podcast, right, right, right. <laughs> but when you're a kid in school or you have to sit right. through a, a staff meeting where the, the boss man just keeps talking, you know, <laughs> you're like, Oh my gosh, this is hard. When do I get to talk? So it's like a challenge as well. So, um, I think, I think talking about it more and, and even inviting other people to talk about their disabilities and mm-hmm. tell me what your experience is. How do you, how do you feel about that? How do you experience it? It just takes away all that sense of like, Oh, I'm tiptoeing around who you are. And I just, I don't ever want us to tiptoe around who we yeah. are as people yeah. because ultimately that is what 
the difference between fitting in and belonging is. Right. Which I think the fact that I, I swear it was right around the time that Bridge Ministry was starting that we sort of changed better together. Yes. And that phrase. And I was like, that is yeah. my whole heart. I was like, yes. And I still think we have a lot to learn about what does it oh, mean to be better together. <laughs> but I think disability is a part of that. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm actually better when you get to just be here and there is no prerequisite to you belonging. You just get to be yourself, that yep. you're here and yep. you're ours and we're yeah. together. And I, I love that. And I think That's it's awesome. a step in the right direction for us as a church. Yeah. Okay. So like, what have you learned maybe in some of your as you've been growing in this and kind of reading and all that, like what, what do you feel like maybe some of like, what is like God's heart to people with disabilities or even the way we would approach stuff like this? Um, yeah. I know. Oh man. I know it's like possibly just like super obvious. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and it isn't. I think, I think like all of the good stuff is like, mm-hmm. oh, duh, right. but it's so the heart, it's the hard stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that, um, I would want people to always move towards people. Mm-hmm. I think that the message of the entire Bible and all of Christianity is a God who moves towards his people. Hmm. I mean, in the most insane way mm-hmm. of like, here I've created you and I'm making myself known to you and I'm making myself known to you so much so that I will break through heaven to be a human and right. be with you. Right. And so that is that movement towards and i think that if we have to really check how often we want to move away from what makes us uncomfortable Uh and how much we want to separate from people and that is the exact opposite of who god how god is who god is and how he wants us to be right and so i would say that anytime we can sort of check that yes that moving away reaction and make it a moving towards and that may mean I don't know, call me. Like <laughs> you right. may have someone in your life, like, I don't know how to move that towards that person. Oh, call me. Yeah. Um, I'll walk you through it a bit. Well, I'll right? walk you through yeah. it to anybody or talk to, you know, if there's somebody in bridge ministry that you see that's a volunteer, ask them what they think and yes. um, go for it. Yes. Don't, don't shy away. And, and that's essentially why we have that disability ministry conference is just to equip people um, to know, to, to move towards people essentially. Right. Right. That's so cool. Cause I, you, you do think if any, if any being had the right to remove themselves from like anything that is different or something, yeah. you know, it's like the God of the universe, right. like doesn't can just sit upon throne in heaven or whatever. Yeah. And, and that sense of then, yeah, like Jesus moving towards us. And then even like we just talked about recently, like even just Jesus calling us friend, yeah. like, and you're like, Whoa, he's really getting at our level. Like, right. You know? And so don't, think you can like deserve to be something better than anybody yeah. or like that you're somehow not without need. Yes, <laughs> and, totally. Um, totally. So yeah, that's, that's intriguing. I like that. I like that sense of thinking about God moving towards us. That's really good. And so, okay. You've talked a little bit about what Calvary currently does, mm-hmm. but like, again, for everybody to understand, like that concept is like to have a disability ministry that almost doesn't exist, that everyone's yeah. mainstreamed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the and heart. I would say so we don't have everything we do is pretty much full inclusive unless it's not better for the person. You know what I okay. mean? Like yep. our goal is like we don't we don't have like a special class. I'm not entirely opposed to it again if it was actually better for the person who needed a right. special class. Right. But we're not going to just have a special class because it's hard 
you know, and I, I feel like our, yeah. we've, we've made huge strides. Like a lot of our, all of our children's ministries and student ministries have attended the conference and like mm-hmm. gotten some training and even the students as well. Mm-hmm. And we have young leaders, which is so fun to see. That's cool. Um, and even we've made accommodations in our classrooms. Like we've got yeah. wiggle mats and some sen- sensory boxes all across the campus. So yeah. that helps. Even little things like where we do beach baptisms now is yeah. like different because we're trying to be more inclusive of people like let's not have it at a place that's like impossible to walk to right unless you're like super fit yeah, and like exactly. you know <laughs> i can barely get up there. um yeah exactly. so yeah we're, we're making changes all of the time we're, yeah. we're working on accessibility in every yes. possible way we're working online. on subtitles and our videos yeah. and more asl sign language kind of stuff as well totally which is like a little bit different but still yeah, yeah. but but it's like yeah. i think the idea is um is making room is making room for everybody and and right. if we cover every base then we never have to go back and fix it later it's like let's right. just become completely accessible not just physically and technologically but also i think in our hearts to be yeah. accessible there Which is probably even more important yeah i would i think it probably <laughs> starts there if you get yeah. accessible in your heart you'll start to see things yeah um and you know there's things you don't know unless you experience it i didn't you know i feel like we're always trying to help our are with our ramps and stuff and we have our campus is the way that it is but yeah. I think, and even future plans i know it's like that's a thought of how do we get more ramps because if you don't yeah you know if you start pushing a stroller that you're like wait i parked the on the fruit side and now it's like a maze <laughs> to get through but but you know that's harder if somebody's coming in a wheelchair or something. No, so exactly. i know that we're those there's things that take longer to fix and stuff right. but i would say as a whole we're all I've loved to to see how we've awoken together as a church a little bit and are continuing to awaken to what to who is here and yeah. and how we can be yeah. more connected and and that's where we're we're just sort of chipping away at that that yeah. five stages and getting hmm. closer and closer. So yeah, in in a dream world. Yeah, I, what's your yeah? What are yeah? Your my hope dream for the world. I would love if Bridge Ministry just didn't even exist. Maybe just as a name so people who knew that they could come here, but that, like, my job is obsolete and um, that all of the students, even the kids in kids' ministries, that their parents talk about disabilities at Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. so that their kids aren't, like, weirded out when a, a kid grabs yeah. their crayon and colors on their paper. Right, right, <laughs> like, oh, right. Oops, she kind of didn't know what she was doing. It's fine. Right. And, and I think, you know what, I think we're closer to that than we could ever dream. And to be honest, you got to think the school systems like Tustin Unified and other places that are just more inclusive. Children are honestly way better at this. And, and even teenagers now are better mm-hmm. than most adults are at this mm-hmm. because they've been seeing it. They've had people in their classes that have disabilities. They have programs like Best Buddies at a lot of high schools and stuff oh, like that. Neat. Yeah, and, cool. and so I think the awareness right, Where I grew up, up in a world where it was like separation. Complete separation. Right, complete separation. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, like other schools. Yeah. Right, just like, stuff like what? that. And, and yeah. there are some special day classes, but even those are getting less and less. And okay. sometimes they're needed. You know, I, I don't want to put a blanket statement about a way totally. something is supposed to be, but I think in a perfect world, everyone would feel ready to jump in and and get to know someone and move in and just to even be uncomfortable. It is, I feel like it's one of the most 
spiritually like cathartic moments to be in a situation where everything you're normally good at doing and communicating doesn't actually work. Mm -hmm. I started teaching at Saddleback College. I teach adults with intellectual disabilities there um, and teach like independent living skills and stuff. And it's such an interesting thing. You actually know those for yourself? What? (laughs) Barely. <laughs> when we talk about personal safety, I'm always like, oh, whoops. Sorry, problems. no, keep going. <laughs> no, Sorry. 100% true. Uh-huh. Um, but the... Uh, I mean, I've been a youth pastor, and it's all about communicating, communicating dynamically, and yeah. I talk fast and, and loud, and, and loud, right, and yeah. I get in this room, and it's like, oh, <laughs> none of my teaching skills are helpful, and <laughs> there is so much pause, oh, yeah, and wow. I would struggle. So much pause, <laughs> like minutes of pause oh. to let someone talk because it takes them a little bit longer to oh, communicate, yeah, yeah. or um, we cover. We cover one very small thing for three hours, and 30% of the class can actually retain it at the end mm-hmm, of three hours. Mm-hmm. But they absolutely deserve that education, and mm-hmm. they deserve the opportunity to learn it. And so it is – I feel like it is a spiritual moment to sit there and to surrender to that. And it's like, okay, this is this is good. This is making me – a better person you know Mm -hmm, to sit mm -hmm. here with you which goes into that co-laborer thing it's like sure I can make the lessons but I don't think anyone else in the world can teach me how to sit in the present in my own skin in this time yeah like they can yeah you know absolutely and so I'm really grateful for it yeah and I think the more we can be excited to see what people with disabilities can teach us then Mm -hmm. that playing field is going to be leveled that's cool um I even see too you've got the Michelle Sullivan uh Littlest Warrior Advocate Like a Mother shirt yeah, on. I love it. <laughs> Which is good. It's very yes. appropriate for our conversation today. But because that's a thing, right? That like, is there a way to that? Because you're advocating like a mother for your kids, mm-hmm. but like, kind of how can even people come alongside, you know? Or is there, I don't know. Yeah, maybe... no, you know, I think in terms of just being responsive, but also helping raise awareness. When we got Ava's diagnosis, I got, I bought. I don't know, 10 copies of why is he doing that for, that Rachel Cuellar wrote oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and pass it out to all my neighbors. Yeah. And I said, read these, read this to your kids. Like, yeah. I want them to understand what this is. And that was kind of one effort of advocating. But like the coolest thing is that the parents in my neighborhood were like, on it, we'll do it. Let's that's go. Really and I think cool. that's that sense of being responsive yep. um, and making yourself available is a really, really big thing. And also I think maybe opening yourself up to building an actual friendship with somebody with a disability that is going to be it's going to change you you're going Mm -hmm. to have to change your Mm -hmm. pace will have to change your ability to sit in silence a little bit will have to change um yeah but like ultimately we just have to change like and that's not and i think what we do a lot in our society is we expect people with disabilities to change it's like it's almost like the whatever the what do you, what's like the majority? It's yeah, like, okay, well, the minority yeah, the has to change. Yeah, the whatever. dominant has yeah. to change yeah. in order to fit. And I am yeah. I think what what disability ministry has taught me is, no, I need to change. You need to change. We all just have to change. Yeah. And it's messy and uncomfortable, but like, ew, what? We're just going to stay the same? That's gross. <laughs> exactly. You know, We're always growing. That. We should be always growing. Right, right. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so anything else that you want people to know? I, I guess I just want people to know that your life will be richer, better, more deeply spiritual if you can move towards people with disabilities and make room for them in your lives, in your in your businesses, in your homes, in your friendships, in your church, in where you sit in the pews, all of yeah. it. Like make room. 
That's good. That's good. I am incredibly proud of you and the way that like God has been shaping you through all of your own story. And I love every part of your story and every part of you <laughs> and have for so long. And so just, uh, I think it's really awesome to see like the way God has like been shaping your heart for this. Yeah. So. Thank you. I am so grateful for what God's done. I'm grateful that Calvary church has been a place that let me say, Hey, let's start a disability. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Hey, I'm going to move into this. I'm going to move out of student <laughs> ministries and into this. And that everyone was just like open to that. And That's so, right. That's right. Very grateful. Well, good, good. Okay. So how can people, is there, are there ways people can find out more, maybe online or disability um, ministry conference? Or yeah. Calvary? The, check out disability ministry conference.com. Um, okay. we just put up a, uh, what is it? Oh, it was like a live stream that we did that's up there. It'll be up there for a really long time. It's like an hour of some really great training. Okay. And it's I do an interview with Dr. Karen Bergstrom, our Ooh, very own. She um, is, she's super She's been awesome. on the podcast here. Yeah, also. she's like, <laughs> I want her fixing yes. my brain all the time. Um, and so it's really cool. That's even a great place to start with some training. Um, and there, there's some great books. There's a book by Heather Avis called Scoot Over and Make Some Room. I okay. think that that would be a, it's a good read for even just learning how to make room. Okay, cool. Ways to think about things differently. And do we have stuff on our website about it, like calvarylife.org? Yes, we do. We have uh, we have a bridge page. Yeah. It needs a little updating. Uh, sure. <laughs> disability mystery pastor slacking. <laughs> COVID. Uh, but yeah. By the time you actually watch or listen to this <laughs> podcast, I'm sure it will be updated. It will be super updated, I promise. <laughs> uh, no, but that's great. No, that's great for people to be able yeah. to then find out more there and mostly just how it can, like, Find out a little bit and get pointed in the right direction yeah. if they'd like to be involved or yeah. Just, and Randy yeah. has a, um, a a disability section in the bookstore, oh, cool. so Perfect. that if you ask for him, he's got all my recommendations that I throw at him all the time. And okay, cool. So yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you. This you, is fun. Yeah. Thanks to everybody very who, fun. if you listen to this whole thing, I know exactly. Great. Yeah. So you thank you. It. So thank you for listening to the Calvary Life podcast. Boom.